crazy stuff going on to our south, and it's not just flooding. Thank goodness, you know, talking about that flood with uh, Jeff DeYoung in the last segment. If you didn't catch it, by the way, you can check out the, the Save Family Farming podcast on SoundCloud. You can hear my conversation with Jeff DeYoung about the flooding last week on the Nooksack River up here and what that's all meant and what maybe some of the politics are behind it. Uh, obviously, the, the flood water is not a big deal up here in Whatcom County this go-round, but down south of us, it's pretty scary. But that's not the chaos that I'm talking about. The chaos I'm talking about right now is what's happening in Olympia. It's not floodwaters, it's our state legislature and what they are up to. Welcome back to The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790, as well as the Safe Family Farming Podcast. As I just mentioned, we are glad to have you along on this Saturday morning. Uh, We've been hearing about several different pieces of legislation in Olympia that could be a big deal for farming and that folks across uh, the farming community in Washington state are keeping a very close eye on. We've got a couple of guests this morning who uh, have been tracking some of them uh, very closely. Uh, Right now joining me, Scott Dilley uh, with the Washington State Dairy Federation, as well as his colleague there at the Dairy Federation, Jay Gordon. Jay, let's start with you. What are some of the biggest things that you're keeping an eye on and and what are the the hot issues right now in Olympia that that will affect the farming community here in the state? So the the, the town at times seems to be a town fixated on one substance, carbon. Um, I know our governor's made that a priority for many years now, and it seems to have been the, the topic that just most often comes up. So last week we had a uh, hearing on Senate Bill 5981, which is a cap-and-trade proposal to uh, cap the amount of greenhouse gases by certain emitters and then allow them to either pay taxes that go to do things or find somebody to trade off and get uh, carbon credits. Um, it would have, uh, California has a cap-and-trade system, and right now uh, under current uh, the current scenario, California, that's costing about 14 cents a gallon on fuel, and that is projected to go up over the next 10, 15 years by as much as another 30 cents a gallon. Uh, obviously, that's, um, you know, for our farmers, for us, um, for my family that farms, it's uh, not possible to just uh, pass that fuel tax on, and that's really what it is in a lot of ways. This proposal is uh, pretty broad tax and then a lot of spending, some of it on greenhouse gas reduction and transportation, but some just on, frankly, uh, not real great from our humble opinion. It doesn't matter. It's another tax. And, all well, and, um, and, and this isn't just something that's out of the blue. This is something that we've seen be enacted, like you mentioned, down in California, and we know what some of the effects, particularly on agriculture, have been down there, right? Yeah. And and there'll, there'll be some folks that'll say, oh, there's benefits. Farmers can make these carbon credits and sell them. And all I know is listening to all the California dairy farmers, it's, okay, we'll make the best of a bad situation by trying to reduce methane or something. But meanwhile, it's costing our farm, and it's, it's, it's a net loser. Um, and if you aren't a farm like a dairy that can, that can generate methane credits somehow, then it's really just a net loser. And so I know the California farmers have not been pleased. It's a horribly expensive bureaucracy and it's an impactful tax. And uh, so, you know, whether there's the votes to get that thing done, whether it's in the form that it'll finally be passed this year, 
we're hoping this is a proposal that's introduced this year and frankly we're hoping this is something that would go away cap and trade is not a good way to do this um but in this town uh just because it's not a good way to do it doesn't mean it doesn't become law yeah, well, because, I mean, you talk about all the costs, but I know there's also huge questions. Todd Myers over the Washington Policy Center has been raising huge questions about this idea for some time, for years now, as it keeps being brought yep. up, about how it would really not be effective at all at doing what they say they're doing it for, which is dealing with carbon and climate change. And really, would it make a dent at all? And there's a lot of experts saying, no, it's really a lot more about the money than making any difference as far as carbon again talking with jay gordon and scott dilly both with the washington state dairy federation uh jay talking about some of the bills that are are concerning for farming and and the impact potential impact on on the farming community in washington state also related to that the low carbon fuel standard explain how that works and and relates to some of this carbon stuff so again another way again california has passed one of these um it does not apply to to farm diesel propane it's only transportation fuels but that means your farm trucks your pickups your cars you know know, hay trucks hauling hay in and milk trucks hauling milk out are going to be paying uh to implement a low carbon fuel standard where the where the amount of carbon neutral or carbon negative fuel is increasing over a mandated schedule uh, and a certain percentage. Uh, again, California, I don't remember the exact number. I think it's around seven, eight cents a gallon right now. It's costing California, but that one is projected to potentially increase as much as 71 cents in the next 10, 15 years. So you're talking a lot of money as those numbers and rates go up. Um, Again, dairy is uh, potentially individual dairy farms could actually benefit from that by selling uh, liquefied natural gas. We have a first dairy in the state. We'll be doing that in March. But for most farms, this is also a big, um, uh, it's, it's just another cost that we cannot mm-hmm. pass on. Aside from carbon stuff, there's some other uh, water-related issues and even some kind of structural issues um, talk about real quick some of these other bills with, within the environmental realm that, that we're concerned about. One for farmers, especially in Whatcom and Skagit, where you rely on dike and drainage districts and irrigation districts and conservation districts is a, is a bad bill. House Bill 2415 would, uh, it's just a mess. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dumpster fire. Uh, it would require the conservation districts and dike and drainage districts to go on the general ballot every November, which would put a huge cost for those uh, districts to pay their share of the county assessor or county auditor's fee for being on the ballot. Um, and make some policy changes. For example, irrigation districts, it changes from landowners to registered voters. So you could be paying the taxes for a diking and drainage district, and you may not even live in that diking and drainage district, and you would then have no vote in your diking and drainage district, but the people that are in the houses that aren't paying the taxes could. Um, I know The way these districts work right now is the people who are paying the, the taxes or the assessments are the ones who have the, the voting and, and leadership capabilities on these districts, right? That's true for most of the dike drainage and irrigation. Conservation districts a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, none of those are required to be on the general ballot, which can be tens of thousands of dollars per election. And so for these districts, it would... In a lot of these districts, it would bankrupt them just to have their 
you know, district commissioners, uh, district directors on a ballot every fall, they would be doing nothing but paying for these if they even have the money to be able to afford to do that. So it's, you know, I know a lot of legislators are well aware of this, um, uh, but it never hurts to, uh, you know, let your legislators know. I know both uh, state reps up in Whatcom have been uh, made very aware of this. Um, both Representative Van Werven and, and Representative Shoemate well aware of this, as is uh, Senator Erickson. But it, the, those, that bill needs to either die or, or go away or both. <laughs> um, another one a little concerning for us is uh, Senate Substitute Senate Bill 6518 would eliminate chlorpyrifos, which is goes by the trade name Lorsban. So for dairy farmers, I'm not sure if the berry growers use uh, Lorsban or chlorpyrifos, but I know our, uh, farmers, dairy farmers use that on field corn. Right now there's an exemption for sweet corn, but not for field corn. Um, and we're working pretty hard to try and get some flexibility uh, we don't like the fact that the legislature is bypassing the normal process that EPA uses for registering and restricting and, and, and regulating uh, pesticides. Uh, this is sort of uh, elimination by fiat, with a few exceptions. Um, well, it's really been being driven by activism, too, um, where EPA has, has done a lot of testing of this particular active ingredient, chlorpyrifos, but in spite of their, their uh, science on that, <laughs> activism has pushed it very hard as being, you know, Satan's spawn and incredibly dangerous and just needs to be eliminated and has no good purpose when that doesn't really jive with reality. That's right. Yeah, it's bad process. It's short-circuiting uh, uh, the established process uh, at EPA. It uh, does have a little bit of latitude for the director of ag, but it's very limited. And in some cases, I know the apple growers are very concerned. This is a, a small portion of the profile they use to control pests in their apple trees and cherry trees, but it's an important piece on a, mm. on, on a small amount of the acres, and they don't have an alternative at this point. So mm. Uh, I, and I could you, concerning. you mentioned berries and and I could be wrong on this but to my knowledge it's not used just because of the long PHI on um, that particular product but it's interesting to me to see I noticed the notes here that um, uh, field corn is not one of the exemptions where to, where it would be allowed even though alfalfa and sweet corn are on that yeah. less that just doesn't seem to make sense and i know field corn is definitely one of those things that uh, the dairy community needs protected by this you know particular chemistry from time yep. to time to uh, keep outbreaks under control again talking with jay gordon with the washington state dairy federation scott dilly as well um jay did we cover all of yours because i also want to get scott in here on this labor issue yeah, I think there's a couple others on the more on the positive side. We've just real quick. Senate Bill 6306 is the WSU uh, and Department of Ag-led soil health initiative that we're pretty tickled about. Um, 6545 is opening back up the voluntary stewardship program. Uh, Pierce County especially has been interested in that. Mm. For those of us that have that uh, have that program, we're pretty tickled with it. And I know Whatcom uh, that may be something Whatcom County might want to look at rejoining. Or joining, absolutely, me. absolutely. And uh, today we had a hearing on Senate Bill fifty nine forty seven, which is a bill that agriculture is supporting that does uh, set up our conservation districts to have conversations with farmers about how to 
sequester carbon, reduce carbon, in addition to the other conservation work that we've done for years and decades with our conservation district. And uh, so, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. There's there's a few bits and pieces in there that uh, we think will be helpful. Uh, and uh, at least from what we're hearing from out in the countryside, uh, two, three, four good bills there running around in Olympia. So with that, yeah, yeah let's, let's let yeah, let's bring uh, Scott Dilley into the conversation here. And again, we've been talking here with Jay Gordon with the State Dairy Federation. Uh, Scott Dilley, his colleague there at the Dairy Federation, and Scott very well versed on labor issues, has a lot of history on that with the Dairy Federation and in his time prior with uh, the Farm Bureau, etc. Talk about this uh, labor contractor bill. What, what was going on with that? There was there was this whole presumption of guilt thing and explain what that meant and i understand there's been some changes but there are still concerns yes this is senate bill 6261 uh sponsored by senator john mccoy it is a bill that uh was well it started off uh supposedly dealing uh with the h2a program and farm labor contractors that was the the initial uh idea behind it and yet it included, it, it was not just an H-2A bill. This is a bill that had some very broad language in it and had some anti-retaliation language that would have applied to uh, all ag employers. So it's not just a farm labor contractor H-2A bill. It was a bill that would have said if farmers and or farm labor contractors uh, took certain actions that they would be presumed guilty of retaliation against their employees unless the employer proved his or her innocence. And um, obviously that was a huge concern uh, for the ag community and for the business community in general because it is so fundamentally anti-American. I mean, to say somebody mm -hmm. is guilty of something until they prove their innocence is fundamentally categorically wrong. Well, and, and we support uh, strong worker protections, but that's like carte blanche that... that it, it, yes. it, 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 where where the the employer hardly has a leg to stand on and and our country is is based on a balance there as well as the you know innocence until proven guilty concept there would have been no balance to that either exactly i mean you know it's it's one thing to have um you know laws and protections it's another thing to presume that someone is guilty and so we testified uh, in, in opposition to uh, to the bill and to that presumption, and uh, the committee did make a few changes to the bill, although it's still in in pretty bad shape. The the Senate Labor Committee did take out that that presumption of guilt, but they left in a lot of the overly broad language, um, so that now the bill reads that you know ag employers or farm labor contractors can't take any action like an adverse action against an employee for doing things um, such like when the employee makes a claim against the employer uh, related to the employee's employment so um, it, so this language like I said is is overly broad let's say you have an employee who is uh, harming an animal and you then want to discipline that employee because that employee is, is doing something wrong. And then the employee could say, well, hey, I was, I was talking about my employment rights. You can't do that. You can't take any adverse action against me. So this is really just a, a trial lawyer's dream mm -hmm. uh, because you, you can then have you know, the, the plaintiff's bar, Columbia Legal Services, uh, or, or others coming in and filing lawsuits against farmers uh, just because they, they want to do the right thing by 
um, you know, making sure that their employees are taking care of animals, that they're doing their duties correctly, and yet uh, the language in this bill, uh, e even as it passed committee, is just um, it's just horribly overly broad and uh, could lead to a lot of frivolous lawsuits um, against farmers. Boy, that that uh, litigation industry just loves going after the farming community. I, I think they just see dollar signs when they see the farming community, which is is crazy if you know how things actually work but uh it's it's just one thing after the other um and and this is just another example um scott dilly with us here on the farming show he's with the state dairy federation as is jay gordon i don't know if he's still on the line with us uh but to either of you uh, what what's the and and we've covered a ton of ground here i should mention this if you're listening and you need to go back you can uh, listen back to this podcast and and go over some of these uh, details again uh save family farming podcast on soundcloud uh i would imagine you might be able to find some stuff on a few different websites including the state dairy federation website uh, but gentlemen what's the best way for people to take action on this for them to make sure their legislators or anybody in Olympia hears their voice on these issues you know over the years what I've seen to be one of the most effective ways is uh, you know if you've got a position and you're comfortable doing it sit down and write a nice email to your entire delegation of senators and representatives uh, state level send it in and then make a phone call to their office just talk to their LAs, talk to their legislative assistants and say, hey, I just sent an email. I'm a farmer in Whatcom County. I serve on a dike and drainage district or a conservation district, or I'm concerned about how this is going to affect me, or I'm concerned about how it's going to affect my... And just let the LA know that you've sent an email and you'd certainly really appreciate having the, the senator or representative uh, take a look at it. Um, I think real well thought out, real well put together, expert opinion from the field really means a lot in Olympia. We're paid to lobby on behalf of farmers all over the state, and certainly our opinions are listened to. But really, I've seen over the years legislators really respect and value the opinion of the, the, the farmers in their district and the folks that have the firsthand knowledge of what this would do to a diking district yeah. or what the loss of Lord band would do to their farm yeah and now is the time to do it not in september when you decide you're really no. cranky about it and and the time has passed so don't procrastinate on this issue we are out of time but thank you both uh, both of you gentlemen for coming on the program here and giving us the lowdown on on some of these things going on in olympia well, you're very thank welcome you. dylan thank you